The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Zing! Good night. Put, uh, put the... T- <laughs> Good night. If a store plays this, you better take the hint, it's time to go. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> have you heard uh, the, the, the backstory behind Closing Time? By Semisonic? No. Okay, well, you, you should uh, look into it. Like, there's, I forgot the name of the podcast where, um, what's his name? The, the, the singer and the songwriter of Semisonic, he, uh, uh, he told the story. It's, like, much more complicated and sad than you think it is. Um, they're, on anyway. tour, they're on tour with the Bare Naked Ladies all summer. Catch them while you can. Singing in My Sleep is one of my all-time favorite pop songs. Uh, that, but, that record's a good record. Mm-hmm. Feeling strangely fine, I want to say. That's it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, good. getting to a good night. It's not a good sign for me when the beginning of a song makes me want to vomit. <laughs> it's just so corny. Oh, man. It's like Honey Pie, where the Beatles are aping a genre, music trope, whatever, without giving it any substance and making it their own. You know, I'll give George Martin credit, like I did for Honey Pie, for the arrangement. The backing vocals are sweet. I think another problem is it reminds me of dumbass Phil Spector's work on the original Let It Be album, which I'm big time not a fan of. And we will get there when it comes to Let It Be. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it is pure schmaltz. Uh, and But I'm also not sure how else you would end an, end this album, to be honest. <laughs> like mm-hmm. You might as well have Ringo sing us all a lullaby before bed because we've literally done every other genre on this double album. Right. <laughs> this is the one thing we haven't done yet. Uh, out of context, as like just a song and not of like the album as a whole, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. But I think within the context of the Beatles, the album, it makes sense for me. Sure, why not? Good night. <laughs> uh, so there are twelve violins, three violas, three cellos, three flutes, clarinet, horn, vibraphone, double bass, and harp. All by unnamed session musician. <laughs> so John wrote this song uh, as a lullaby for his son, Julian. But he gave it to uh, Ringo, uh, probably because it was, you know, it would affect his image. And he already did Julia, so it's like, whatever. My image! Another Simpsons oh, joke. My, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my image. Good Night featured twice on a 2006 album Love, firstly as a transition between Lucy and Skyward Diamonds and Octopus's Garden. The song reappears at the end of the album, After All You Need Is Love. The Beatles began work on Good Night on a night of June 28, 1968. Five takes were recorded with Ringo on vocals and John playing guitar. According to Beatles musician Mark Lewison, each of these early takes opened with a spontaneous spoken preamble from Starr, Along the lines of, come on, children, it's time to toddle off to bed. We've had a lovely day at the park, and now it's time for sleep. Or, put all those toys away, yes. Daddy will sing a song for you. Or, cover yourself up, Charlie. Pull those covers up, and off you go to dreamland. That's nice. 
Star re-recorded his vocals on July 2nd, and harmony backing vocals were also added. Following this, Martin made a copy of the tape and began work on the score. All previous recordings for Goodnight were discarded on July 22nd, and recording began afresh. First to be taped was the orchestra, which took 12 takes to perfect. Ringo and Anthology said, I sang John's song Goodnight. I've just heard it for the first time in years, and it's not bad at all. Although I think I sound very nervous. It was something for me to do. Jeff Embrick was still around uh, for this, so he, this is his memory. John surprised us all with the unveiling of his lush ballad, Goodnight. Like across the universe, the song showed his softer side, a stark contrast to the screamer he had belted out just the night before. It ably demonstrated the depth of his abilities as both a songwriter and a performer, which is really quite astonishing. John Lennon wasn't just a rock and roller, he had a lot of facets to him. He truly was a monumental talent. There was another surprise. John had decided to have Ringo sing the lead vocal. We were all totally caught off guard on that because we'd already recorded what we presumed was going to be the sole Ringo song on the album. Yeah, but it's the white album, baby. <laughs> it's hard to imagine that John actually thought Ringo could do a better job on it than he could. He knew as well as anyone that Ringo was no singer. That hurts. Ouch. Mm. It's a shame that this particular tape of John uh, singing in the song has been lost to the world and that nobody will ever hear the gorgeous way John sang his tender little song. In comparison, I really don't think Ringo did the song justice. Nonetheless, it was one of the best vocals he ever did. <laughs> Damn. During the rehearsal run-throughs, John and Yoko stayed up in the control room while the other three Beatles remained down in the studio with George Martin, who played piano while Paul George Harrison coached a drummer on phrasing and pitching. That created a unity that had rarely been present in these sessions. Just getting Yoko out of the studio seemed to lighten the atmosphere tremendously. You can tell... Who Jeff likes and who Jeff doesn't like in all uh-huh. of his quotes. He, he likes Paul and everyone else, you know. Yeah, he just likes Paul. I tr- uh, so, yeah, I tried to vein to find Lennon's vocal, his demo, but I was realized I was thinking of the Yellow Submarine demo. Yes. In the a, town our, where I was born, no one I, cared. No, no one, one cared. cared. No one cared, yeah. Good Night has been covered by several artists, including the Carpenters, Kenny Loggins, uh, featuring Allison Krauss, Kid Songs, we mentioned Kid Songs before, Linda Rodstadt, and Manhattan Transfer. Barbara Streisand recorded in 1969 for her album, What About Today? Babs. In 2006, Cirque du Soleil included a version in their Beatles themed production, Love. Eckerd Ehlers' track, Plays John Cassavetes 2, on his 2002 album, Plays, is built from a six-second instrumental sample from the song. Love count, zero. Just go to bed, okay? <laughs> Josie Scale, is this song better than your love by the outfield? It is a song, but I give it a Josie. Go to bed. Uh, yes, I'm going to give it a Josie, too. <laughs> yeah, I like staying up late. That's the other thing. That's how we can... You're, you're a night owl? Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's three in the afternoon. Um, all right, so we finished the White Album. Yeah, um, it's been a, it's been a ride. Yeah, and I gotta say, having gone, gone through it, uh, I didn't realize how funny it is. Yeah, you know? it's like considered their darkest, and you know, it, it's you know, along with Let It Be, and just so much uh, until the recent Disney Channel documentary, the Peter Jackson documentary. Uh, you know, uh, it's associated with you know dark times but it's funny <laughs> like they're, they're still 
Uh, funny. And, um, and I would say, like, if I could only take one Beatles album with me to a desert island, I would pick this one. And it's not just because there are more songs on it than any other. It's sort of a cheat <laughs> in that way. But, like, you get a little bit of everything. So I feel like I'd never get tired of it. Or it would be the last album. It would last the longest for me without before I would be fatigued by it. Yeah, I, that's a great point. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I was expecting that uh that this was like when we started that this would be your that this would be your desert island pick for a beatles record um yeah and i think it'd be interesting once you know we complete the whole discography to see like you know is this the album where you had the highest percentages percentage of right yes um i think it's pretty high yeah probably, I, I mean like... by sure number probably but you know by, by percentage i'd be interested to see yeah uh, with that undefined that you hate so much well i've already done math so you yes. know yes yeah anywho yeah for the what do i think about the white album it's it's a lot you know it's there's a lot of really great songs on it uh i think some of their best like you know, I, I know that I said I will is my favorite where that isn't yours. And I think what I take away from the White Album is that whatever, like, you personally like about the Beatles, like, whatever is, like, your your jam about them, you're going to find here. <laughs> Everyone mm-hmm. can find, I think it, it's maybe, maybe one of the, their most universal record because there is literally something for everyone. <laughs> That's right. And it was just so funny to say because it's considered you know, the most inaccessible. <laughs> and some of it is, and like some, like it has some of the best songs they've ever done and some of the worst, like good Lord. And I think if you had to pull the, like the band themselves as they're making it and putting it out, they probably would tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this has some of our best and God, I hate some of Paul's stuff here. <laughs> and Paul be like, have you heard that revolution nine? Oh boy. So, yeah, I, I think I remember Paul once saying, or maybe uh, maybe he never said it, but he's been credited as saying, like, uh, in regards to like criticism of the White Album, he said, "Well, it's the fucking White Album, you know." <laughs> like, and he's I get it. Yeah, it's like this is what we did. Take it or leave it. You know, it's like it's iconic. Uh, you know, and that eats every sensitive term. I think. Uh, I think Elliot Smith said that this is his favorite album. His last song ever uh, that he performed live was Long, Long, Long. Yeah. We found out. Yeah, I could see, totally see that. Yeah. Okay, so Andrew did math uh, because this is uh, our 30th week. So yeah. this is episode 150. Crazy. So every 50 episodes we, we update, we see... Um, our percentages as to which uh, Beatles songs we gave a yeah on a Josie scale or a Josie to. So take it away, Andrew. All right. Well, to, to do a little bit of a, of a recap, um, you know, as you said, this is our third time kind of checking in on our numbers. So after the first 50 episodes, uh, you had a 42% yeah rate and I had a 34% yeah rate. We're just not going to go individual numbers here. Um, from 51 to 100, uh, you had a 62% year rate, and I had a 60% year rate. So for here, on uh, 101 to 150, you gave 
and I've I've already subtracted the one that you <laughs> you gave sorry. it un, undefined to. So you're just gonna have you know an un. I mean whatever. It's 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 your total. You can do whatever you want to. <laughs> you had a fifty. Your percentage didn't change very much. Uh, it's a fifty-seven percent year rate, uh, which meant in this span of time you had twenty-one Josies and twenty-eight yes. For me, I had 24 Josies and a 20, 26 Yaz, so I had a 52% rate. Yeah, rate. So, in total so far, while I have rated 150 and you've done 149, uh, you have had a total of 69 Josies, nice, and 80 Yaz, which is a 54% yeah, rate. Uh, for me, I have had 77 Josies. And 73 yes for a 49% yeah rate. So I think to watch for the rest of the uh, the rest of the run here is where do we land on the Mendoza line here of, of 50%? <laughs> Am I going to get over? Because at, at the end of the day, we need to find out. Uh, we're judging if the Beatles are fine. That's true. So uh, I, uh, I may, I'm. I find it interesting that my highest percentage was within the songs 51 through 100. Yeah. I thought I was more positive on the latest 50 songs, but well, I guess not. Well, because I think we both didn't really like Pepper. Right. Uh, not as, yeah. Not as much. Because we did it individually, the songs. And right. That, yeah, maybe. But, um, yeah, but yeah. I would say overall, like... I'm a little surprised we're that close. I thought I would think maybe I'd be like sixty percent. Yeah, and you'd be fifty percent, like a ten percent difference. But it's a five percent. Yeah, which, um, yeah. I knew I'd, I'd I'd be more. Uh, I'd, I have a higher percentage of yes uh, than you. Well, we um, were pretty. We were five percent off last time we checked in as well. Yeah. So you were you were at fifty two and I was at forty seven. Uh, so, you know, we've 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 actually stayed pretty pretty close. I think. Yeah. So, so we're we're uh, yeah. Uh, it's our our differences are not as pronounced as they seem. We're closer than I well, believed. I didn't think we were going to be that far off. Well, I bet I bet generally, but yeah. oh sure. I mean, as people, yes, it's we're all one consciousness, one love, baby. Peace and love, peace and love. All mm. right, next week, uh, the Yellow Submarine album that should be interesting. Yeah, I haven't listened to the Yellow Submarine album, so <laughs> it has Yellow Submarine on it. I know oh, that song, we already covered that. Yeah. Yes, we all know I mean, Yellow I... Submarine, but who do you think you are? Uh, I can't quote it. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.